Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. So every week we put out multiple episodes to help you on your jiu-jitsu journey. Now, it's a privilege for us to be in this position, but we want to ask one thing from you. And this is a very small gesture on your part, but it means the world to us. Simply hit the follow or subscribe button on whichever platform you enjoy this podcast on. It means the world to us. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. Do you have this BJJ problem? Look, are you really sore after training? Like every time you train, you're sore. Dealing with soreness after BJJ training, I think, is probably one of the top problems you encounter as a BJJ person. Joey, you've uh, you've been experiencing a bit of this lately. I've please tell us ten fucking years, bro. <laughs> Just it's not recent. It's all <laughs> ten fucking years recently. <laughs> nah, look, jujitsu is inherently painful. Yes, I'm just adjusting my mic. As yeah, well. um, turns down a little bit. You want me to bring yours down a little bit? How's that? How's sure. that? That's nice. nice. Okay. We're coming to you live from Home Depot slash Bunnings today, guys. <laughs> it's inherently painful, and it didn't it didn't really occur to me until I've had friends who are who've practiced other martial arts. T said it the most. If, you know, friend of ours. Yes. Tiora. Trained a lot of Thai boxing. Yes. Trained a lot of MMA and Jiu Jitsu as well. He's a tough human. Yeah, he's one of the most nightmarish white belts you'll ever come across. <laughs> um, but he's like, bro. I am sore in the most unique way after training jits that sparring and doesn't do to me. And I was like, yeah, I, I think you're right. There's like a torque in the joints and just the crushing kind of sort of the crushing kind of, you know, little niggles that you get are so unique to jits mm. that, I mean, I didn't notice it throughout my whole 20s. Sure. Right. And I think that's fair to say. You just, you're blind to it. Maybe. I, I think you notice it, but you just, you, sh- you shrug it off. Yeah. You push through for sure. Like, yeah, you do notice it, right? Cause you still, you have, pl- I can think back to plenty of times then when it's like sleepless nights cause you're waking up sore. Oh, or, I can't turn over. Yeah. You know, whatever. You can't train properly for a few weeks cause you've fucking busted up. But yeah, I train on Monday night. So I went back to Vantage yep. with our boy, my coach, Adam Child. Yes, sir. The man that gave me my black belt. It was so good. It's been it's been ages since I've been there. So it was great to see, you know, it was great to like connect with everyone at the gym again. He had to make you remember why you should be there. Dude, always. <laughs> like Ad's like, welcome back. Let's roll. And um, you Didn't know, even warm up. He just slapped yeah. hands with you and just like jumped it's, on. It's like the beginner's class. He's like, all right, guys, we're just going to do 60 minutes of rounds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey new girl just jump in you'll be fine <laughs> no no actually i he got me to teach a technique which was fun that's nice i taught some back attack shit but uh anyways we're, you know the, the, when when you roll with it you're like oh man fuck, he brings it right he does and uh and he's got that fucking hard style jiu-jitsu right like mm. it's he just i mean he you know he's he's a fucking tough jiu-jitsu player that's yeah. that's what it is and amazing technician. Yes. And so I came out and I literally did one round. We did a bit of positional stuff from the back, which was kind of taxing, but cool. I did one round and um, I made a critical error. I fucked myself up on this. So, bum, bum. yeah. So, let me just clarify what happened. He had me in a gillet. He had like front head, snap down. I don't know how we got there, but I'm on, I'm on my knees, turtled. He's got a front headlock. Yep. He's got the arm under for a choke setup, right? Oof. 
And I'm there, I'm like, yeah, he's got the choke. And I'm like, I'm sitting out hard on this motherfucker. I'm, I'm going yeah. full athletic mode. Yes. Now, I know, and you may not, but he, you don't sit out to the side of the choke. Choke side. You yeah. sit out to the other side, yes. right? But for some reason, in my mind, I'm like, I can't go to the other side. I think it's because of my knee. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, think whatever yeah. it is, I just don't feel confident to go that way. Commit. So I'm like, I'm just fucking sitting out on the choke side. <laughs> and I just went... Bang! And sat out on the choke side. Now my body sat out, but but my head stayed in the choke. Oh no! And I folded myself in half with a with a, a blade of a forearm across my throat. Oh. You can hear it in my voice a little bit today. Yeah, you're a husky. You know, and then we're there for a second, and I, I tapped. And uh, it wasn't until I left training, I'm like, I'm, I, I've got tonsillitis. Oh my god, <laughs> I got such a bad throat infection. And I'm like, no, it's just because my throat got throat got crushed. And then I was trying to talk to Misa later because I didn't have to talk to anyone. Yeah. Went, ate some food, went home. I couldn't talk properly. I'm like, oh, my voice box. Yeah. Like I fucked up my throat yeah. bad. Anyway, so that that's kind of a bit separate from this. But what I noticed was that like that and I was like, man, my body's beat up. Yep. I'm sore. And I'm like, I used to train like that mm. all the time. Yes. And I remembered being sore all the time. Yes. And I don't do that anymore. I just do it sometimes. And I'm like, man, it's it's... It's interesting being able to reflect on that now at my stage where I'm like, I just used to do that all the time and whatever. It worked out for me, right? Sure. But there's so many people where just that, you know that that that, that damage, that fucking poor heart of mentality compounds week after week, year after year to the point where you're like, my body cannot do this you anymore. You can't move, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's where I really think there's a problem because the poor heart of mentality is essential. Yes, but it can't be all the time. Well, no, I think there is there is a value in going hard in training. I don't think that is necessarily the poor harder. Uh, I like everyday poor harder is the problem. I think having intense sessions is not a problem. Having a session where you feel beat up and you're like, "Wow, that was like that was like a fight." Doing that once a week, I think that's okay. Doing it every day is not. And I actually, um, I pretty much crippled myself the first, the second time I went to Brazil, I, I was like, I'm going to train three times a day. That's what, that's what the best do. That's how they do it. But I also didn't understand how rampant the steroid use was. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, no wonder these guys, like once I started to understand like, oh, these guys are going away, injecting steroids, having a nap and coming back. Like these guys are on super mode. I am not. I am I am eating acai and pulled keju and <laughs> not sleeping and just wondering why I can't. So here's the crazy thing. So because it's fucking disco night at the local favela. Oh, What's uh, happening? Hostel tour. Let's go. <laughs> I'll get on that minibus. I don't care where we're going. I'll eat them street meats. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some chicken hearts on a stick out of a stew in a ghetto. It'll be great. But no, it, it was one of those things that. So part of the warm up is you you know you do your up and down the mat stuff and I was training morning lunch class, which was easily the hardest class, go eat, maybe have a lie down, whatever, and then go back at night because that was like the expectation. Right. But within two weeks, my wrists were so sore, I couldn't I couldn't actually put weight in my hands on the mat. So I couldn't do the crocodile crawl. I couldn't I couldn't, couldn't hit even out. warm up properly. Yeah, I couldn't even do the warm up. That's right. how fucking jacked I was. And I, I just didn't, I was like, is this what this is? Like, how do these other guys do it? And really what most people don't appreciate is they aspire to be their heroes. Oh, I want to be like the meows or oh, I want to be like whoever it might be. Right. And, and I'm not saying that your hero is on steroids. 
but there's every chance they are. Unless your heroes are Cuban, of course. <laughs> because they're all natty and it's just high vitamin D levels. <laughs> <laughs> the tough thing is to accept that you can't go hard all the time. You can either be moderate and maintain that or you can go hard sometimes and then you've got to recuperate because here is the biggest misunderstanding about BJJ. BJJ is resistance training. Let me repeat that. But I'm not a gym bro, JT. BJJ <laughs> is resistance training. You have the resistance of another human. Like it's the most dynamic resistance you can have, push or pull. So when people are like, oh, I don't want to get into resistance training, you're just doing resistance training in shitty positions with bad biomechanics. So is that going to lead to you not being sore? Of course not. You're going to have wicked doms all the time because that's the other thing about jujitsu. It puts you in weird positions. Now, Michael Hurrigan and I had talked about training with Lucas uh, Lepre. Should I know him? You say his name uh, like Ma I should know him. Michael Hurrigan, he trains under Lachlan Giles. I don't know if he got his black belt from Lockie, but he's a staple of, of the absolute MMA gym. Okay. But he had trained at Cabrinha's, he trained at Alliance, and we had both trained with Lucas Lepre. And one time we just accidentally bumped into each other and somehow got talking about being there at the same time and getting so much pressure in guard like someone stacking you and putting their knee behind your knee and putting your knee up into your eye socket, that you're there for a sustained period. So they're just holding you there to break you, yeah. that your hip flexors start to burn. Because, mm. yeah, you're taking stretch through your hammy and your back, but you try to push out and you're getting the craziest pain in a place that you doesn't usually get loaded up or anything. And he was saying, you just want to let them pass to not be in that discomfort. But afterwards, you get crazy soreness in these places that are almost impossible to load through conventional activities. Yeah. You know, it's not often you go, right, unless you're like gym free. I'm in the gym. I've stacked myself. I've put a barbell behind my knees. I'm also cranking my own neck. I'm dragging my arm out like this. Like you could not generate that resistance and pressure on the body any other fucking way. Yeah, it's impossible. So here's the thing. If you're doing resistance training every day, sometimes more than once a day, are you going to get soreness? Fuck yeah. But not only do you have the soreness of the resistance, I don't know if you've ever had this, Joe, of the cross-face jaw. Oh, bro. Yeah, you, know, you drop your chin. You don't want to get choked. You don't yeah. want to get like Von Flew choked. Yeah. So you just eat. Yeah, like your jaw Your jaw is getting compressed. And you're like, oh, yeah. I think I'm going to, I think my jaw's going to break, but you're like, but I don't want to let them, I don't want to let them pass or I don't want to tap. So it's just this mentality. It's a great mentality in a lot of ways because it teaches you toughness, but then you walk out and you're like, oh my God, like you're moving your jaw around. You think I've bruised my fucking jaw. Go explain that to someone without getting punched in the face. Like it's, it's a crazy thing. And the thing is we are actually taking damage it's a form of damage that soreness is damage right yeah yeah to your muscles to your bones yeah, it's like trauma yeah it's, it's trauma but we go in the name of jiu-jitsu that's fine yeah and we and we kind of don't talk about it either because it's like well how where do you start like it's kind of happening everywhere yeah and it's and and a lot of it you you just get used to it don't you that's that's, that's the thing i think most people a lot of people hearing this discussion would be like oh i don't get that sore but the reality is you, you probably do you just you're accustomed to it and that's yeah. your normal and you just, you just, whatever your normal is, that's just how you exist. Yeah. I just, I just walk with a limp. I mean, no, I'm, I'm in my mid twenties and I'm healthy as fuck. I'm fit and strong, but I just walk with a limp. Yeah. You know, like I think that the contrast, we, we invert this a mm. and it really, for me, it happened during lockdown. Couldn't train, wasn't allowed to go to the gym. I was still working out, but my body started to feel so good. 
It was about two or three weeks into lockdown. Yeah. And it was just a lack of jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. I'm so used to feeling fucked up and sore from jujitsu. I'm like used to that level of discomfort that take it away. And I started feeling great. And, I, and, and it made me go, maybe I need to train a bit less. Like maybe I would like to enjoy not feeling cranked. Because there's always something, right? Yeah. You start to feel good and then, oh, I tweak my knee. Oh, someone need me in the ribs. You know, I, oh, my wrist. Yeah. You know, I got wrist locked. So there's there's a couple components here. There's the resistance part. There's also the impact. Someone else knee riding your ribs. Yeah. Someone cranking that knee bar yeah. and you fight out of it. Someone over underpassing you. Yeah. You fighting it. You're just eating fucking their entire weight into your midsection. Oh. Yeah, a, a knee cut pass that doesn't... Sorry, I keep coughing. It's because my throat's still fucked up. From like the Steven Seagal ripped my fucking voice box out in <laughs> Under Siege. <laughs> it was just from the chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's the other thing. Jiu-Jitsu people don't allow for recovery. No. Well, yeah, and so here's the fucked up thing about all this is that you... So you cop this trauma on a Monday night and you saw Tuesday, whatever. But if you go back to training on Tuesday night and you get warmed up and you jump back in the thing... You don't feel the soreness. No, the and that's Yeah, it's the beauty of those stress fucking hormones, man. Like you just, you don't feel it. You feel great. You do the training. And then on Wednesday, you kind of feel it a bit again. But again, you can just go back to training on Wednesday night and it's gone. Mm. And I think this is a cycle that a lot of people get caught up in, probably not realizing until it's like end of the week or the weekend. And they're like, man, I'm a mess. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever. You have a few drinks, a couple of fucking late nights on the weekend. Like, man, really... There's no time, like, we're not trying to turn this into a recovery discussion sure. necessarily, but no. there's no point, like, you're just accumulating damage and you're maybe recovering a little bit, but you're also, like, the line is going down overall mm. week on week. Not to kill the vibe, but I'm very good at that. Just to ask my fiance, she'll tell you. I'm the vibe killer. If this is the vibe... I can't see it. Zzz, whack! This is me. <laughs> I kill that vibe. I'm the vibe killer. I often have people going, look, I'm doing, I'm doing Bulletproof, so I'm, I'm, I'm lifting twice a week. I want to do some cardio. Oh, how often are you doing jiu-jitsu? Five, six days a week. I think you're doing enough. No, but I, I feel good. Like, I, I want to go running on a Sunday. I want to, I want to more. I want to more. I want to more. And the only thing about you this You sounded is, like Vandalay Silva just there. I want to know. <laughs> when he's trying to fight Chael. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like you. I don't want to be your friend. Don't come close to me. He's like, don't, I can't let you get I close. I can't let you get close. <laughs> Boom. Oh, Last fuck, double. I love that. That's, That's a great scene. scene. Best. It's a That's great what, exactly what I would have done, Chael. <laughs> <laughs> Hard as nails. Really, you feel great. Up until a point, and and it can last six months. You could be on a real, but you're just getting these gradually. You're like, oh, I'll just tape my fingers. Yeah, I'll just wear a knee brace. Yeah. I'll just and I'll be honest. There was a point in time around blue belt where I was accumulating a lot of injuries. I would, I'd have at least one Voltaren and of ibuprofen before training. Oof, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are doing that, right? Yeah, That's... because you're like, once I have a coffee and and my my anti-inflammatories, I'm liquid, yeah. baby. You're actually becoming a drug addict. You have to. F- yeah, I believe that is objectively like you are. Um, you have an, a dependence. A dependency. Yeah. yeah, and you don't want to really admit it to yourself. You're like, I'm just doing what it takes. I'm just fucking crushing these things and sticking up my bum. I'm, a- I'm not using that much. <laughs> I'm a warrior. <laughs> you telling me the Spartans wouldn't have used ibuprofen if it was around in their time? I think not. The most natty <laughs> thing you could do is get on the gear. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's so true. I mean. 
I want to just, I want to take it to like a place where I think that there's a real mentality piece in it as well. Yes. Because like, like when we roll, it can, it very easily goes to poor harder because of who we both are. Of course. But we can, we both also have the power for that not to happen. Yes. And you can do that. You can go, fine, man, pass my guard. Go. I'm going to, I'm just going to fucking work from here. I'm not going to let you get, I know you want that arm, but I'm not going to let you get it. You know, and you, and you can just change the course or the energy of the role instantly. Yeah. Right. But if you go, no, I'm meeting fire with fire, then it goes to that place. And I think here's the deal. It's very hard to make that decision when you're in the middle of training. Sure. Like when you're in the middle of the role and that, that thing has come over you and you, it's too late at that the point. The fight or flight's kicked in. Yeah. I think you need to have the whatever clarity of mind, discipline to declare that to yourself before training. I think this is probably the hardest thing for anyone from white belt to black belt. Because, you know, you could be having a good role and then someone just up kicks you in the face. And like you get that snap or your teeth bite together really hard and you're like, okay, <laughs> you're just like, hey, okay. <laughs> like it just, it's gone from like real nice to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to break you now. Like, and, and but I don't, that doesn't like, I'll be like, you fucking dick, but dude, I don't, but I, it doesn't. But, but you know that feeling if you get like, oh like yeah, the straight in the nose and you're, yeah. you get that rush of, yeah. It's that it's very hard, and I, you know, I'm speaking to somebody who has been. I was actually holding pads for one of my MMA fighters. I won't name them, but if you're hearing this, you know who you are. And I was holding tie pads, like two of them, and he's giving me big power kicks. And I said, "Right, I want you to bring it up just a fraction higher, but don't just kick me in the face." That's exactly what fucking happened. <laughs> That's what manifested. Totally cleared the pads, and I just turned my face at the right time and just shin kicked me in the face. Yes, like rock me. And I was like, oh, he's like, I, was, I awesome. can't, I can't name the person. <laughs> my and, 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 and my, um, my, I bit my jaw together really hard and I was rocked. I was heavily rocked. And I said, man, please, please don't do that again. <laughs> like I was like, oh, God. he's like, whatever, bitch. <laughs> you want to take the rest of the round off? Take a rest round. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that sometimes it's outside your Guys, control. The lesson there is never do striking. Only ever <laughs> grapple. But you, but sometimes it's not under your control, right? If you're new and you're just trying to get it. Of course. And, and you're, you're the you victim gotta of fight. the... You've you, got to fight. You're just going to yeah. do whatever you can, right? And you're trying to survive, yeah. but you're getting absolutely fucking rinsed. It's true. I'm talking from a privileged place. You are. You're coming from the person who has the control, right? Yeah. So as somebody who's been on both sides of that spectrum, my advice is if you can limit it, and this is difficult to do, even for injured people, go to class, do, do the technique, go through, only roll one round. Or don't don't roll every roll. Roll with someone you know it's not gonna be war with. Yeah. You know and, and avoid the Nikki rod that yeah, day. Have enough presence of mind to go, today is not my hundred percent day. Because when you leave it outside of your control and 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 and, and Big Joey's coming for it and you're the new blue belt and you accidentally upkick him in the groin, and he's like, That's fine, buddy. That's fine, you're gonna get this crossface. Uh, he says it calmly. He's like, I don't get mad, I just get even. You, you know, you actually have to, I, I would say you need days that are lighter, a medium day, and then a heavy day. Yeah. That's how I would approach yeah, it. Yeah, unless, like, if you have a very minimal training schedule. Sure. Like, if you're, like, two days a week, maybe three, couple days in between, probably doesn't matter too much. No. Right? But, yeah, if you're training consistently day after day, and you're also trying to hold down job and lift weights a couple days a week and stuff. We got one minute left on this bad boy. We do. You need to alternate your intensity just like that. Definitely. So in terms of dealing with muscle soreness all the time, we've done plenty on recovery. I would say moderating your rolling is the biggest thing 
you could do. 100. Like being able to take control of that is going to mean you're not sore all the time. And that means when it's time to go hard, you can actually get the most out of it. Boss, boss. Oops. There it is, fam. Yes.